Hey everyone, um, this is your trigger warning. We are going to be talking about sexual assault in this episode. So just be aware that that's going to happen. Thanks. Hey everybody, this is Talk Like a Lady, a podcast where we find out all about our favorite ladies. I'm Carly Morton. I'm Jessica Fontana. And today we are talking to Miss Kristen Blunt. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I know that we we somehow talked you into being on here with us. Yay us. Yay. <laughs> I am honored beyond belief. <laughs> you said that and I was like, oh, I don't even know if you knew about it. Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> well, I do post it on every single social media in known existence. So. <laughs> a lot of fun people on. Yeah, we have. Been really fun. So, Kristen, what are we drinking tonight? Well, I um, have discovered the Gimlet. <laughs> I did not know about the Gimlet um, until I went to a bar in Columbia, Missouri, and. Um, apparently it's gym, gin based and I don't drink gin because it tastes like Christmas trees to me. Right. Um, but I really enjoy a gimlet. So, uh, when I see it on a menu, I grab it. I don't think I've ever like actually had one anywhere. Just like lime juice. (laughs) I do love lime juice though. That's what, when Carly said that uh, this, the, that's the drink you were choosing, I had to look it up because I'm like, I don't know what's in it. Yeah, I was like, Although I knew it was gin, but I didn't know what else. But I was like, well, that's easy. Yeah. And then, of course, I don't have any of the stuff. So now I'm just drinking gin and tonic when I would much rather be drinking the, the fancy drink. <laughs> have you ever, Kristen, have you ever had a, just a gin and tonic? Do you like gin that way? No. Uh, I mean, I've had it. I just, it, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm typically like a bourbon girl or a tank seven girl. Mm, yes. Mm, um, mm. So you fit in. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to classy it up a little bit for you. Mm. Well, as soon as I can get a hold of some damn limes, I'll make this thing. <laughs> Sounds Kristen, good. who did you choose to be your badass tonight? So my badass woman is um, someone that I absolutely love and adore. Um, her name is Dr. Jennifer Ann Price. She will probably kill me for uh, saying all three of her names. She <laughs> is a um, former administrator. Um, she just recently retired and um sort of doing second career sort of things, but um, she is my badass woman because she is one of the few women that I know that, um, like she, she is so humble and she is so mighty in her humbleness. I've never seen anything like it before. Um, she's not very loud. She she does not rule in fear or, you know, she didn't rule in fear. She was just, or she is just really 
a very gracious and generous woman. And there are thousands of kids um, that have made it successfully into the world and into Kansas City because of her. Um, and had it not been for her, um, I think that education in Kansas City would look a lot differently and not in a good way. So um, she has really positively impacted education for especially South Kansas City in that area quite a bit. And I just I just fangirl over her. I could keep going for days. Uh, she sounds really awesome. She is. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know that I know how to be super humble. <laughs> or, I don't know. Quiet. or quiet or quiet <laughs> or just like any of the things you just said no me like either the I'm the opposite I'm like, of her in every way and that's why I think I love her I'm like oh man <laughs> and she's just super quick like always has an answer always has a solution I don't have either of those <laughs> I, <laughs> I only have questions it. yes very good what's um yeah. what did what charity did you or organization did you choose today? Yeah, so um, I am a product of the Hickman Mill School District, which is in South Kansas City, and um, I will be returning to the Hickman Mill School District in um, an administrative role. And so I am going to say that my charity is going to be the Hickman Mills Educational Foundation, um, which provides scholarships to students and gives monies um, to teachers so that they can execute, um, you know, classroom endeavors and um, help fund things that they want to do in the classroom, so. Okay, so we want to take it back, and you just mentioned that you were a part of the Hickman Mills School District kind of deal. Um, I want to know how it was growing up, where you grew up, what you did, who you talked to, what you saw. Well, <laughs> um, right now I'm talking to my dog because he won't be quiet. Um, so I apologize for that whimpering. Oh, um, it's fine. <laughs> so I, I was born in St. Louis. Um, my parents moved to Kansas City um, after living in Jamaica, Queens, New York for a little while. So um, my mom did not want me to attend school um, in New York. She wanted something a little bit more Midwestern and wholesome. So um, we moved to Kansas City, which was right in the middle between like my grandparents in Michigan and my grandparents in Texas. And uh, I, K through 12, went to school in Hickman Mills. I um, I had a lot of friends, but I was most certainly a nerd um, to the <laughs> highest degree. Like I played the violin. I thought I was going to like play for the London Philharmonic one day. See, that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> I did not play a single sport ever in my life. Like never team sport. I like to watch sports, but um please do not put anything in my hand or near my feet. Can't do it. Um, I was a varsity debater. Uh, 
mm-hmm. like National Honor Society. I mean, like it, it's sort of embarrassing <laughs> recalling. I'm like, if if it was a little nerdy, I probably did it. Um, but I had a good time, and um, I really enjoyed growing up in Hickman Mills. It was very um, diverse in a way that we just don't see neighborhoods or schools be anymore. And it was like true diversity. Um, very, just a very rich upbringing. And even now my classmates and I are like, we call it like the Hickman bubble. We just did not realize what the world was like outside. Um, so leaving the Hickman Mills bubble to go to Mizzou was definitely a culture shock. And uh, somehow I made it through that for four years, loved it, but learned a lot about the world in college. And then I started teaching back in Hickman Mills. So <laughs> you really love that bubble. I do. <laughs> I do like a bubble. I do. I do like a bubble. It's, it's fine. I'm um, going to have to disagree with you on something though, because earlier you said that you don't have the answers, but if you were like, a, that good of a debater I'm gonna have to disagree you have answers <laughs> right I have answers I just think people probably don't want to hear them so I keep them to myself <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes they need to hear those answers is the problem Fact. Fact. <laughs> <sighs> yeah um so you Grew up in, or you you did the whole all the Hickman K through twelve. That's mm-hmm. fun. That's uh, I didn't even grow up in one place K through twelve, and I felt like I lived there forever. <laughs> um, and you went to Mizzou, and you said you're a teacher. Like, what? Um, why did you want to become a teacher? Um, I think because I. It's sort of like a family business. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I really knew was like school or church. My dad's a pastor, um, but he also taught in a Lutheran high school in Chicago. My grandparents were administrators in Texas. Like I just knew school. I played school all the time. <laughs> and once I got to Mizzou and realized like how hard it would be to play the violin all the time, I was like, nope. There's parties for me to go to. I'm doing something else. So, right. <laughs> I was like, eh, education. It sounds pretty good. Um, my dad wanted me to double major in education and journalism. Um, there are times where I regret it not doing that, but right now is not one of those times. I'm very happy to not be a journalist right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, even though that was, you know, you go to Mizzou, you're going to have a ton of. Um, journalism friends like it it just is what it is so um but then I I just picked high school English and I don't even fully know why I it just (laughs) happened like I think I said I wanted to be a debate coach and the um not counselor what are they called the people who help you advisor thank you see words are hard for an English teacher um (laughs) The advisor was like, well, we don't have that program, but maybe you could do English. And I was like, whatever, fine by me. And like, literally, that was it. Never changed my major. I just 
stuck with it. And um, I was like, I'll just go back and teach it in Hickman Mills. Right. Just <laughs> what I did. Like, I don't know. It wasn't very, um, I didn't even really, I mean, the only reason why I even went to Mizzou was because the boy I liked at the time was going to Mizzou. <laughs> oh my God. Come and on. You dropped out at semester. You followed a boy? I followed a boy. Ugh. I did. I mean, so many people do that. That shit it happens. That shit happens. We've had multiple people on this podcast. Say right. That. Right. You're not alone. Thank it's, goodness. It's, I know. The best mistake ever. <laughs> right. Right. You're like, bye. See you later. I'm staying here. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> Go <I'm> on. Like, <laughs> so, um, what? Who do you think were your the woman influencers? influencers in your life kind of during all even like growing up when you were little to through college and everything oh for sure um I it's interesting because like I never really had a mentor or anything like that it was my mom and my grandma's um like they picked what I wore, which was always some frilly dress with a can can underneath. And <laughs> like I was dressed like a doll probably until I was um, maybe middle school. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> but I, I think our, our family is very small and we were all very close that there was never really an introduction to like being around other women. I was just with, <laughs> I was just with my mom all the time. She was a stay at home mom and we had a lot of fun. And so that was it. Like, I don't know, I, I guess. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, huh, it's really interesting because I see where people have had other influences or maybe even teachers, but like, there's not like really a person besides like my mother that I think kind of show me what like womanhood is or what it looks like or what you can and cannot do. And um, it's probably strange. No. It seems like you've turned out okay, so. But have I? We're, we're pretty <laughs> early. We're pretty early. Oh, man. Do you have siblings? I do. I have um, a brother who is 10 years younger than I am. Whoa. Yeah. So we sort of had separate childhoods. Yeah. Um, and I, I love it. Um, I think sometimes my mom worries, like, you guys could be closer. I'm like, well, you had us 10 years apart. It's <laughs> right, not right. our fault. <laughs> so like, I blame you, mother. I blame you. It's your fault. <laughs> you um, did this to us. Yes. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, and he lives um, in North Kansas City. He okay. um, is married and sells insurance and uh, is a fun guy. He loves baseball. We like, we're a baseball family. And so... Um, that's about it. You were born in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Listen, you've mentioned New York, Chicago, St. Louis, Kansas City. Where Where's your loyalties on baseball teams? Always Royals. All right, Royal. That's all you got. Um, that's all you got. Worry a about. Tigers and Astros fan. 
Okay. Oh, because of Michigan and Texas. Okay. Yeah. I got and it. Then, and spend a lot of time in those ballparks. Um, the Cardinals would be fourth on my list only because I'm a proud Missouri girl. And But we stop at three, so it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop at three. <laughs> we don't want to hear about spot four. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um. So, where did you meet your husband? Oh, that's a great question. So, buckle down for this one. It's kind of a doozy of a story. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, I mean, it's weird, and it sounds weird to say out loud. But, um, so my husband has two brothers that are blind. And one of those blind brothers is a Lutheran minister. Okay. Okay. So that's part one. Part two is my father is also a Lutheran minister. Part three is if you know any Lutherans, they're probably not black because we don't really <laughs> exist. So um, there are very few of us, and we tend to all know each other, <laughs> or like there's like you know six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I don't know six <laughs> degrees of Black Martin Luther, and. Um, so my husband came with his blind brother, the second one, um, when he got a call to a church in Kansas City, Kansas. And um, I was like fresh out of college and having a good time with life. <laughs> still, As you should. Still in college mode and um, met him through like church stuff. So I think that was supposed to be my humbling, but it was not. (laughs) It was not my humbling. (laughs) If anything, it made it worse. Was it it love at first sight? For him. (laughs) You hear that? Nice. (laughs) Obviously. Duh. I mean, come on. Right. Look at you. Look yeah. at you. Who couldn't fall in love with this at first sight? It's great. Look at your glowing skin. I uh, fall in love with you at first thank sight. Thank you. Trader Joe's something something. <laughs> something something. How long have you been with him then? Uh, we have been married for a very long time. Um, 17 years. Yeah, no kids. How does one manage that? Who knows? You must be very careful. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking brilliance. That's how you manage that. Special talent I have. Right. I mean, I love my child, but God damn. Sometimes I need a break from it. (laughs) I can babysit. I'm a decent babysitter, I think. I'll ship her right on over. She's sassy. Yes, those are my favorite. <laughs> I don't know where she gets it. No, I mm. certainly not from her mother. Not ever. <laughs> not even ever. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> pre-husband, did you date a lot? Um, Did I date a lot? No, because I was still very much a nerd. Like, I still am very much a nerd, I think. So... Like, I just remember, like, 
falling in love with like a boy for a year and then but nothing would happen I just loved him from afar and then the next year would be another boy <laughs> love just, from just afar look, like, look at him um I feel I mean, like that was my a lot of my high like yeah I, I was not that girl that had the guts to like pursue someone or flirt a lot like no that wasn't my thing so no. yeah I kind of was the same way it's goofy yeah I know it, was, it wasn't me I don't know I mean I I had major crushes but it would be like, you want to go to the movies in a group right. of 20? Like, I right. don't know. Right. You don't even have to sit by me, but <laughs> sit near me, that'd be cool. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much it. Oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. Time. Oh. Um, I've always appreciated teachers and any staff at school. Like, anybody that's willing to put up with my children and other children of all ages is has my admiration yes big Um, yes on that one (laughs) but I think you know the fact uh, that teachers and staff are paid so little for what they do and I think it just shows how much value that um so in any of your roles so far during this have you do you feel like people have started to appreciate teachers and and staff more because that's something that I I just keep saying I hope that people stop being assholes you know maybe start appreciating teachers and everybody else so right um no <laughs> I I think that parents felt the duress of constant childcare and managing their lives, their work, and the work that people literally go to college to do, you know, like, and it's unreasonable for us to expect parents to deliver the same level of content or rigor or any of that. If even the even the teachers that are parents were like, I can't do this. This is too <laughs> oh, much. I can't do it. Like I teach Spanish, not algebra two. Or this is <laughs> awful. Um, yes. <laughs> but I think that with a lot of things uh, with our society, especially in America, we, we get amnesia very quickly. And um, what? I don't believe you. (laughs) So I think I think folks um, have forgotten maybe that initial struggle and pain of being at home and teaching. I think that they will soon remember again. Never forget, man. I I, can't forget that. Never forget. Um, Wearing their goddamn masks, we're gonna be reminded very quickly. yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I don't think that it's enough to push um, local government entities to like increase salaries or anything like that. It, it, it's teachers will always be undervalued and underpaid until there's some sort of weird revolution. Like, I mean, there's got to be like a Stonewall or Black Lives Matter situation in order for that to happen. And I mean, I think that teachers by nature were kind of passive 
um, not on purpose. I think it's just too much happening that we're too tired to like fight for ourselves. Right. You're like, I, I think it's similar to social work though. I think, Mm -hmm. I think so many times people that go into a teaching role or a social work role of any kind are very kind people. Not, I mean, I'm not saying all the time, obviously there's, teachers that aren't as kind. I understand that. Like it's not, you know, but I think a lot of the times when you're good at it, you're very, you're a very kind, empathetic person. And that, you know, I, I don't often see those type of people stand up for themselves as much as is needed for them. You know what I mean? Not saying they're, they're spineless. I'm not saying that at all. I went to school for social work, so I'm. Yes, you get it. Um, it's yeah, one of the so same, really. It's very. I just feel like a lot of times we don't. That's hard for us to do. I think so, and both are very underappreciated. I don't do that. Absolutely. I don't do social work anymore. But I, you know, I just it's very undervalued, and it makes me sad because there's really not, especially teachers. There's just it's so so important I don't understand how people do not see that it does not it, it uh, well it's upside down it, everyone's the smartest person in the room so what do we I know would, I would never claim that <laughs> <laughs> for my own self I'm not even the smartest person in this room and it's only me and my dog <laughs> right oh Stelly <laughs> yes my Stella <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, like I always, I don't know. It was, it was rough. Those it was I, rough. Uh, like I feel like I can put, you know, quarantine teacher on my resume if I ever needed to update it. Yeah, <laughs> quarantine <Do> that. teacher. <laughs> like I, I survived twenty twenty. Right. We had with a, my kid. W- but there it's was not a kid over there. yet. Oh, I know. So you guys, in your, where you are now, you guys haven't come up with a plan yet for that set for next year? No, I think that um, a lot of the public schools here um, on this side of the state, but I think statewide in Missouri, um, I think that the head honchos are making multiple contingency plans but it really is not in anyone's best interest to roll out anything now. And it's even though it's coming up so fast. Um, So the like very A type personality of me, like, I want to know what's going to happen. Like, what is the start of the year going to look like? But I also don't want decisions made based upon like hope. Right. We, I, I mean, if you had told me in March we would, we were still in this position in July, I would have probably laughed a little bit. Jumped out my first floor window. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> Be like I hope I hurt my ankle out here. Yes. Some, some small self pain. I would have inflicted. <laughs> but so, I mean, I get why they're holding off, but it makes it really hard for parents. Like, what are parents going to do? Right. Well, no one knows. No one knows. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. And our school district, um, 
they're trying to do because they have summer school all summer or Mm -hmm. every year, I guess. But they're like, oh yeah, no, we're going in person. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? No, you can't go in person school right now. It's supposed to start like Monday. It it started, yeah. No, it already started, and they're making people go. I mean, they're not like obviously they're not making people right now. It's just summer school, but it's summer school. But still, we have friends that are going. That's fucking uh, ballsy. Mm Hmm. I just. I I feel bad because I get really frustrated about all this stuff. And I, it's like what you said, like, I know that um, Dade and everybody, all the head honcho people, they don't, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next week, let alone in a month and a half and beyond, you know, so we don't know what this is going to look like when you add in the flu and whatever else comes up and ugh, it's just a mess. Ew. Ew. I was, I was deleting emails from like my work emails the other day. And I was, <laughs> I was like, this is the saddest moment because I was reading emails from like January and February. And I was like, Oh, the good old days. Oh, you <laughs> sweet like, summer child. <laughs> like, it was just like <laughs> This was, it was like we just had heard of the coronavirus. Like, yeah. even, I mean, everything happened so quickly, and it was just such a, oh, so hectic. The age uh, of innocence. But no, I, I mean, I just want everybody to. I just wish everybody would do what they were told. So just follow the rules, everybody. Why? Why? Yes. <laughs> no, we just, we do what we want. It's America. America. It's America. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? This is such a good question. I just had this conversation with someone the other day. Um, I would adamantly argue that I am an introvert. Um. Although I'm, but everyone says that I'm not. So I guess I self-identify wrong. Um, Well, you can be, are they mistaking it with shyness though? Like you can be an introvert, but still like be able to be in a group of people and talk and, you know. Right. And I, I feel like for me, that's what it, like I can get on stage and I have done it in front of an entire district of people and made a fool out of myself and like on purpose and not on purpose. (laughs) Um, And just like, I, I don't mind the spotlight. I don't mind attention. I I mean, sometimes I, it doesn't make me feel better or worse. It just, Mm -hmm. I can just do it. Um, There are times where I did not want to hang out with people Mm -hmm. um at all like and so and I think we'll probably that would be like a part of my me too story if we get there but um I think I had a period of introvertism um (laughs) introvertness and probably the core of me is really an extrovert but you can be an introvert with extrovert tendencies yes like that's a thing I just think here's the thing I often find that I'm like annoyed with people 
Oh, I, what is that called? I just am annoyed and I don't want to be bothered. That's called our world is a shit show. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's a there's a mm. word for that. It's called America. Yeah. <laughs> and no, that's well, what it is. Oops. That's what. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so gross. Um, so I want to know what you love about being a woman and I want to know what you hate about being a woman um I have never thought about that oh my gosh boom gotcha a woman see I don't have answers (laughs) I mean I could tell you what I hate is having PCOS Oh God, that's um, horrible. Yeah, that's not fun. And I think once I can get those parts ripped out, I really love being a woman right? um, more than anything. That's um, what I've said too. Let's just rip it out. Yeah, it's just, it's time for it to go. Um, <laughs> what do I love about being a woman? I think maybe it's the ability to surprise at any given moment, especially maybe as a black woman in education, like I, I, I have no idea what is going on in people's heads, um, but eventually I will find out. <laughs> like, I feel like it will come out. I will figure it out. Right. Um, it just takes them hearing me for a little bit and then they're like, huh, hmm. I wonder. So, and I don't think that I would get that same reaction if I were a male. Um, I think with women, we are so multidimensional and it it takes peeling back the layers. And I I like that. I like it too. That way. No, it's, I are what they are. It's like, (laughs) as a woman, you're always constantly underestimated for everything just because like you're rocking that vagina and then um I don't know so I like to surprise people too like oh she actually has a brain cool that's awesome oh she plays fantasy football what that's a boy thing to do Uh, so I mean it's so dumb that's like come on it's 2020 get over yourselves right get over yourselves yeah I I don't Boy, what do I like being a... I'm really going to sit with this for a little while. <laughs> do you feel like that you're like just... Do you think it's more because you're a woman or more because you're black? Like, is it a... Do you think you're underestimated kind of... What do you think is more... I, that's probably a... I think question, being but, black for sure. Yeah. Being black or... And then there's always like some form of tokenism, like, well, it's because of X, Y, and Z factor. Um, when really, I think it's just like, I'm capable of doing the job or handling the situation. Um, but I think with women in general, we are very much underestimated, like teachers, underestimated, undervalued, yep. underappreciated, um, and under immense pressure to do it all and do it perfectly like there's no room for mistake 
ever. Yeah. And if you make a mistake, then by God, it's going to be pointed out to everyone in the whole wide world. Correct. I, yeah, I, that, that is very frustrating for me, but I feel like in the last 10 years, my life has been like, or my, my life, my eyes have been opened to things that black people and just people of color um, experience that I don't experience that I have never and will never experience. So I'm going to ask the hard question now. Um, do you have a me too that you want to talk about? Sure. Okay. So full disclosure, mm -hmm. I, again, <laughs> I, I am very like cut to the quick about things. And so like if people are sensitive, this might be the time for you to fast forward um, or turn right. off the podcast. And we can um, uh, do a trigger warning if we need yeah, to. Yeah, trigger warning. Yes. There it warning. is. Um, you have plenty of time. Now, hopefully you'll stay and listen because it brought a lot of development and growth to me. Um, so in 2012, I was um my husband and I we were living in South Kansas City in Hickman Mills and mm -hmm. I was teaching at Ruskin High School and um it was four days after my 32nd birthday and it was the day after Labor Day so it was a Tuesday morning and someone broke into our home and my husband had already gone to work and I was getting ready for work um broke into our home um tied me up, sexually assaulted me, stole my shit, uh, stole my car, put, put my shit in my car, <laughs> drove off with it. And um, I was left to, I mean, had a gun to my head, the whole, like, I mean, it, it was like a horror movie for sure. Um, and then had to like run out in the middle of the street to like, Cars were like passing by and like my hands are tied behind my back and I'm crying and no one's stopping. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, and took like two different neighbor houses to, for someone to help me and they called the police and blah, blah, blah. So yes, I've definitely had a Me Too movement. Um, I, what I find interesting is that I had it as an, an adult woman who was married in her home. Um, and so one of the things that um, I have found interesting and kind of difficult to navigate is that I don't find a lot of women like me who have been in my position, um, which can feel a little isolating because who gets like, you don't hear about, I don't want to say like 32 isn't old, but it's like. No one talks right. about older women being raped um, right. or women who are married that are raped. Like that's, those conversations rarely come up. And so um, it was a weird space to navigate. And because we lived in such a small community that I grew up in, that my parents still live in, everyone found out immediately, immediately. Like even before I made it to the hospital, people knew the the Holy whole shit. district knew and so there was zero privacy mm -hmm. um 
We had coworkers and friends like pack up my house. I even wanted, I didn't want to move. I love this house, but I didn't really, I wasn't given a choice. Like they just can't, I think they, they felt like they were helping and they were saving. And, um, and I was in such a stupor that I just was like, whatever. Like, sure. Sure. Move myself um, for me. Yeah. And so I can say that I probably spent like a full year um, disconnected. Like I don't even remember 2012 that year. Like people were like, remember we did this? I'm like, nope. When was, <laughs> when, right. when did that happen? Sorry. No. Don't remember it. Um, and so, it, I mean, that it changed everything for me um, mentally health-wise, cognitively, like I, I suffered some serious memory loss. I thought I was, I had Alzheimer's. <laughs> I was oh like, I went to the doctor and I'm like, what is happening? Like I'm forgetting words and how to spell. And, and he's like, this is trauma. And I'm like, right. well, I'm gonna need a pill for that. Yeah, this do you have the trauma pill or not? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need that. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a thing and it happens and it quickly taught me that no one is immune. Like being married, you're not immune. Being fat, you're not immune. Um, no matter how many degrees, you're not immune. Like nothing protects women. There is nothing that will protect women. The only thing that will stop it is men stop raping and sexually assaulting women. That's it. I'm so sorry that happened to you. It makes me sick to, I mean, just like the thought of like getting ready in the morning, like, oh in yeah. Morning. In the fucking morning. 6.30 in the morning. Who breaks into houses at 6.30 in the morning? And I just want to know if they caught that fucker. <sighs> So that's a great question. Um, we're now moving into year eight. Um, so it will be year eight, September 4th. And so they, uh, this, this is like, this is how I know that I'm a pretty strong woman. Like uh, I cry a lot, y'all. Like I cry a lot. But this I think is how I know like I'm okay. And I know I'll always be okay because there has never been anyone definitively tied to my case. They found a license on my doorstep belonging to a man. They tracked him. Turned out he was a felon who had um, murdered someone in Kansas. Got out of jail. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? They tracked him and um, he had a gun in his car. And so they he's in jail right now because he's a felon with a gun in his car but no evidence no dna nothing tied to what happened to me um about a year later we got a call from gene peters baker who's the uh da district attorney Mm -hmm. prosecuting attorney for jackson county and um my parents and I went and we met with her and she said, we actually think it's someone else. What? 
And I'm like, okay. And she's like, but we have no evidence and no DNA. It's just that this person um, hit six other women within a mile radius of your house, very similar stories. And he, he was arrested and is in prison right now too. But there is nothing shit. that connects his to mine besides distance, which is not enough to prosecute him for what, what he happened did to, to you. Me. Yeah. So what he did, he, you, it didn't just happen. He did it. He you. did it. It wasn't. Yes. Um, I, so, yeah, I mean, and I say that because it's like, um, I think that would, I'm surprised that's not the thing that keeps me up at night, but it doesn't like, I, I just told myself like, I, bitch, you got to keep going. <laughs> like there, You got things to do. You got laundry to do. You got books to read. You got to keep going. Like, and, and I have, I've just kept going. Um, now there are plenty of other things that keep me up at night, but that's oddly not one of them. You're so strong. Like, I I just I don't think I'd be okay. <laughs> like you're well, okay. there's definitely I mean, moments of not being okay. Well, as <laughs> as there should be because yeah. that shit is so messed up. It's but thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. But I I mean you're sitting here telling us about it, just you know, and you're able to do that without crying everywhere. And I'm over here crying just listening oh, to no, what don't happened do that. to you. Don't I'm do sorry. That. I can't no. help it. Man. Tears come out of my eyes all the time, okay? Well, that I that part I get. If this were like if the land before time bawling, I would be weeping. Right. This I'm like, eh, it happened. It happens to women every day, like which is not okay, by the it's way. Not but it's okay. like mm, well part of the number, I guess. Well. So this is where I would also plug Moxa. If if you all don't want to donate to the Hickman Mills Education Foundation, I do recommend a donation to Moxa, um, which is usually what I do on Facebook for my yearly um, donate. You know, like you can donate to a cause. Yes. Um, because the ladies at Moxa, they were on their shit. Like when I got to the ER and were super nice and. They came with a change of clothes, which in the moment I thought was really funny because they were like sweatpants and a white t-shirt and it was a little too snug on my chubby frame. And I just remember being like, thank you for the clothes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for the clothes. And all They're so things. great. I know. And like. I had no shoes on and oh, the whole thing was such, I mean, like, it's not funny, but like, I feel like if people knew me, it's kind of funny because I was a mess and it just, I was so stuffed. Just like stuffed into some, I was so some clothes. Like, <laughs> and everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I need some clothes that fit. <laughs> <laughs> Can I please have a shirt that fits on me? Yes. This barely goes over the boobs. I can't do it. Oh God, they're gonna come. They're gonna pop out. Oh God. Yeah, I know. I know. It was awful. I'm constantly afraid of that happening. Please fund Moxes so they can get sizes for all of us. (laughs) We don't want them to be sizest, so couldn't help it. They didn't know what you know. 
they, they don't know. I don't think anybody calls them and says, hey, we got a chunky one waiting mm. for you. Like, <laughs> please don't bring a medium shirt. Nobody so, needs that. You don't like, if that's something you've never experienced, that's just something you wouldn't really think about. Is like, no, how, no, how never. Clothing would be. Now? Yeah. That's. <sighs> I'm putting right, them. We'll on add there. that in on, on our. Yep. Um, organizations to support too. So yeah, thank you. Um, so we were just talking about, uh, t-shirts and so I want you to tell me about your t-shirt company. Yeah. Bam. I the shirt y'all got on. I know. Do you like us for twins? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so it's not even my company. It's, it is now the thing. <laughs> Cause I just said so. <laughs> I'm telling my brother then so he can pay me. I, yeah. Another story. This little twerp. I just don't <laughs> recommend having a little brother. I don't know about them so I've much. I've got one of those. Aren't they something? Um, Why so would you listen? I, <laughs> when I started my postgraduate work, I mm-hmm. was very adamant that I was not going to take out additional student loans. Oof. And, um, I don't know why I thought that I could do this without taking student loans, but to date, I have not taken out one loan. And it's very important to me because I want to prove a point about how hard it is, one, for um, Black women to move forward with um, graduate and postgraduate degrees. It's, it is nearly impossible. Um, and then to do so with the burden of student loans, it's, I mean, like, I mean, it's a whole thing about, you know, the income gap and generational wealth and the yada, yada, nobody wants to hear that. So I, like, in my head, I was like, I'm going to break it. And so I um, wanted to sell t-shirts to like, cause I was like, this will help pay for my tuition. Uh-huh. No, it actually cost me money. Like I was losing money making no. t-shirts for like the first round. So I had to shut that whole operation down. And then my brother pretty much just stole my idea, <laughs> got an LLC and started making shirts with his wife on a cricket. And I'm like, what the hell? You <laughs> assholes. And so then he's like, oh, I'm going to cut you, you know, like, I'll give you a little bit of money for all the referrals and doing the social media. And then he wanted me to fill out a W-2. Uh, sir, you're going to pay me that money in cash to my hand. Thank you. <laughs> like, like, who are you? Yeah, who the hell you think you are? Bill Gates? Like, Elon no. Musk? I don't right. think so. No. So now I, just, I have not gotten any money from him because I refuse to fill out a W-2. <laughs> well, listen here, I think little he brother. I royalties because this yes. is the original idea. Right, I and we wouldn't have known about it if you, I, like we haven't seen you talk about it. So I know. what the hell is that? I concur. I just am hoping that he will take care of me one day when I'm in the home. Yeah, years younger. That's what yeah. I'm really banking on now at this point. Say, keep your fucking money, <laughs> sir. Really period, I, I, I know. I, I like mine too. I wish I would have put mine on. We can pause if you want to go. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I look dirty, so no. <laughs> I have on a Charlie Hustle shirt. 
Oh, uh, you got one with paws on it. Yeah, this one's That's like super cute. Tragic. Is this being video recorded or just audio? Oh, good no. audio. Okay, audio. good. Because I'm like, I just showed everyone my chest. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing a bra. I mean, this is just, I'm. <sighs> no. Well, that's pretty also pretty the time of a pandemic. Bras are stupid. It's a torture device. Yeah. And Ew. really, if we were like on our game, this would be the time to seize the moment to end all bra wearing. Yeah. Except for then I go outside and I'm like, oh, everyone's looking at my boobs, like swing around next to my knees. And then but I get all else. of them would be swinging. <laughs> it would be a collective swing. Like, they would be flopping everywhere <laughs> by yourself. Right. You're you're right. Collective collective swing needs to be the title of this. Collective <laughs> swing. I'm writing that down. I'm uh, here for like the mass titty flop. It, it, yeah. It, right. We I don't gotta let let them go. Um, I I have mine on. Why? I don't know. It's dark outside. I'm not going anywhere. You're in your house. I mean, no, come on. I think it's listen. It's go, it's coming off now. Yeah. The old school PE <laughs> yes. shirt through this. Yeah. Um, I've done that more more than once while sitting in this room talking to someone and like making weird eye contact with them while I take my bra off. So, yes. I really, really like to just fuck with people when they're here in my basement. <laughs> Swing it around. So it right. Thank you for that reminder. I feel so much Don't better now. Just feel more yeah. comfortable. Yes, getting into it, girls. All right, let's go. Yeah. I feel like I've only worn a normal bra like three times during this pandemic. Like I just wear a lot of sports bras. So I'm based like like comfy sports bra. Yeah. No, I'm. That's too much. Just too much work. It's just too much work for me. Did we say? Are you mad? Are you mad enough for your brother that you don't want to say the name of the t-shirt company? Oh no, I love him to bits. So the company is called Silver Linings KC, and. It I'm has the cutest shirts. Yeah, it really and they will custom make anything that you want. So if you know you want a shirt that says collective swing on it, they can make you a shirt <laughs> that says collective swing. If you need a shirt that says, you know. This is one of those times that I wish I uh, was like super artistic and could come up with a design. I want I really do want one that just says yeah. the audacity on it. Okay, we can do that. Let's make that happen. I'll write that down. <laughs> I'll I can just go in and make it on that uh blank screen that they have for it. Oh, see, I haven't even I don't even log, I don't know what well I mean happening. I had to go look so I could get this shirt. Okay. Good deal. The audacity. Mm -hmm. I like the that. Audacity. I'm bored that too. I know. It would be real fun for me. Yes. Are you good at compliments or taking compliments? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay, prove it. I mean, it depends on what the compliment is. How about that? All right. Well, That's fair. I want you to give yourself one. Oh, dear. <laughs> <Not> this. <laughs> this 
this is real dumb, y'all. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, it's the best. Oh, God. Giving myself a compliment. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm very proud that I currently have a 4.0 in my program. Damn. That's, so I think uh, I'm book smart. And I, I'm okay. I'm okay with being book smart. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Some people are street smart, not me. I'm gullible as shit. Some people are book smart. That would be me. Well, good for you. So I, there you go. What do you do for fun, Kristen? And it I can be imbibe. Oh, me too. <laughs> it um, is fun. I think what I'm supposed to say is I enjoy going on brewery tours and to distilleries and wineries. Oh, yes. That, that sounds, sounds better. I so think. fancy of you. Do you have a favorite you? of each of those? Huh? Yeah. Do you have a favorite of each of those? Like a winery, distillery, and brewery? Uh, yes. My favorite winery would be Les Bourgeois in Rocheport, Missouri, only because of college memories. Um, and it's cheap, sweet wine, sweet Missouri wine. Um. I think my favorite distillery might be in, you know, I really enjoyed the Evan Williams experience in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and even though Evan Williams is kind of cheap and basic, like it's, uh, I like it. Mm-hmm. Hey, you like what you like. I like right. what I like. And I had a good time on the tour. So um, Angel's Envy was also really cool too and then i mean i'm so kansas city it hurts i feel like i have to say boulevard is my favorite hey, brewery. boulevard fun brewery to go to it is fun Where's and they have really fun? delicious beers they so, do good. Have really good so good mm, tank seven <laughs> i was gonna say um i've met you in real life at concerts Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, yes, I do love a concert. I mean, not that we can go to them now, but no, thank uh, you for that. No, yeah, again. Yeah, you're you're welcome. I'll bring this <laughs> shit down. <laughs> I do love a live music concert of a music venue. I like, and that's why I do wonder about the introvert because I know people don't like crowds, but like I like a crowd at a at a music thing. There's so much people watching. There's weird smells. <laughs> like you make friends you didn't ask for or want. You know, like there's always the girl that's hyping you up and you're like, I don't even need hyping up. Why are you talking to me? But okay, girlfriend, we're going to get yes. it in. Um, so, oh, I, I yes. I miss concerts. I miss them so much. The fact like Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels had right. tickets for that. I have one too, except for we can't go because it's not real anymore. Okay, so now we're going to um, do the wheel questions where we uh, spin, spin a wheel and we get uh, random questions and you get to answer them. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> okay. So the first one is, um, what is the last thing you searched on your phone? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I oh, I, I do know. I was, I was like, oh, not what I searched this morning. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. That's why we want to know. We searched was for free furniture on Craigslist, so I could set up a little couch and coffee table in my new office. So. Oh yeah, I saw you um, ask about furniture yeah. on the Twitter today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So glad that was my last search. <laughs> uh, I want to know this morning. No, I'm just no. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. All right, wheel has been spun. Number two, what would be your baseball walk-up song? Oh, um, that, oh. okay. First of all, I want to say that it would not be Dave Matthews band, which <laughs> is what I feel like everyone would expect me to say, because I do love Dave Matthews, but I know my audience during a baseball game. Um, <laughs> it would probably be Drake's nice for what? All right. All yeah. right. Yeah. That's funny. Cause I like I would have to think a long time. I don't know. I like so many songs. I do. And the only reason why I was able to come up with that quickly is because I'm in a wedding in a week and we each get an entrance song. So that's my entrance. Oh, song. oh nice. Do nice. so you get a fancy mask to wear? Um, that has not been provided. So I will be wearing my Mizzou mask. Good. There you go. You do it. I hope it yeah. doesn't Maybe match. Maybe I'll bedazzle it for the occasion. <laughs> Just throw some glitter at it. Yes. <laughs> uh, what is your karaoke song? Mm, um, oh, boy. Uh, there's two. Um, there's Barton hollow by the civil wars okay and there is also um that weezer song um Uh uh-huh there's lots there's a lot of weezer songs (laughs) um how come i can't think of the flipping song because you Uh, put on the the sweater song is it suzanne that's like my favorite one no um just get give me a minute while i do the it's on the blue album i believe oh. uh where's the songs <laughs> oh say it ain't so oh that's a good say one so. yeah. and you can like yell parts of it to like get yes. some of that anger out because it i always great. need to yell i had a senior <laughs> moment just then you guys this is Man, I'm ready for the brain. moment. My so- brain basically lives in a constant senior moment when I when somebody puts me on the spot like that. Yep. Yep. Like if somebody would be like, "What's your base of baseball walk-up song?" I'd be like, "Well, do I want to go serious? Do you want? Do I want to go funny? Like, what do I want to do?" I would overthink. <laughs> Give me five funny. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, "I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't um, have one. It's just silence." <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. That would be <laughs> pretty amazing. Can you imagine? <laughs> just oh, dead silence. And now here's Jessica, like mm-hmm. <laughs> that would that's just... probably what it would have to end up being because I wouldn't be able to make up my mind. <laughs> I kind of love that. Now I'm gonna ask them if I can walk into nothing 
for this wedding. Like just, just stop to dead, be today. Dead silence. <laughs> but you would need to have like, you would need to have some people in front of you in the lineup. So then they'd be like, music, music, music. And then you just walk in. Yeah. <laughs> be like, I don't even need music. Oh God, that'd be so great. Yeah. I want to know how this turns out. But also make it super awkward and make eye contact with, with everybody. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, mother of the bride. Hey. Hello, father of the groom. Oh, God, can you imagine? Yes, I can, <laughs> because I'm weird enough to do some shit like this. Oh, my God. Oh God. That would be amazing. It would be amazing. Can you imagine being at a wedding like that? I would cheer. I would cheer. I would either, like, I would go to one of two ways. I would either like totally turn the other way and try my hardest not to make eye contact. Yep. Or I would just be doing it right back at you. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like people. I suppose we should let you get back to your paper. Oh, oh yeah. Well, thank you so much for let, having me on. And this was super fun and I enjoyed it immensely. Wonderful. Well, thank, thank you for coming on. Um, okay. So we're going to go over it again. Um, your organization uh, if anyone wants to go and donate, it's you can go to hickmanmills.org and then click on the foundation button. It'll tell you exactly how you can donate money. Um, we also mentioned Moxa, and I will put the link for that in the show notes. And uh, we have lots of uh, swinging good times we can name this one. <laughs> and thank you Kristen for agreeing to come on Um, and also if you want to get a hold of you know us for any reason uh, our Instagram and Twitter is T-L-A-L podcast and then we have a Gmail that is T-L-A-L pcast at Gmail so you know in case you have to come come at us somehow and, and talk about it uh that's where you can do that so here's to ladies start listening to what they have to say thanks bye, bye.